0: So I mean, it, this could get a lot of things are on the table. like th- that could happen. We could have new alliances, like you said, we could also have uh, we could have a, a like, accidental tie where we go rocks. we could have uh, like I don't know, so many different things are on the table, which is really exciting. because I mean, this, there's still three idols in play. there's uh, advantages, vote steals. like uh, there's so much on the table right now that anything's possible.
1: Episode. And joining me as always is Eli Rosenzweig. Eli, how you doing?
0: Doing pretty good. I'm a little sick, so my voice is gonna sound even worse than it usually does. So I apologize in advance to all those listening.
1: Well, I'm uh, glad you were able to kind of uh, pony up and uh, join us still because I don't know who else I would do this with. I don't. Really, I figure. <laughs> I don't really have anybody else <clears throat> who I know watches Survivor.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, up the Survivor players can go like you know without sleep and food and. And all that stuff, I figure I can, you know, weather a little bit of a cold. So,
1: and hence the reason, like I think I would be great on Survivor. I don't sleep as it is.
0: Yeah, me neither. So yeah, that's the one thing I do well with the food. I might have a problem with.
1: I think the food I would have a problem with initially, but I think, uh, I think I would be okay. But uh, let's 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 talk some actual Survivor. Talk about uh, the re kind of uh, do a recap of this week's episode. Because uh, we finally get rid of the person we've been just bemoaning about all season long. Uh, but we'll get to that. So, let's see. Um, we start and there is uh, obviously some turmoil between Andrea and Zeke after uh, the, uh, the, the Tribal Council from last week. Uh, and it seems like that side of the Alliance, or what was an Alliance, is kind of in disarray. What are your thoughts what were your thoughts so far on that?
0: Well, I mean, obviously as the episode proved that they were able to come back together. I mean, I'm I'm not I don't think it'll last, like we'll talk about this later, but yeah. Yeah, like Andrea and Z came back together to vote together this time around, but uh, I could see both of them trying to get each other out next week. But um, you know, what when, when two people going at it like that, sometimes they can come back together briefly if other people kind of like pulled them aside. It's like, you know, like Seri and Sarah and Aubrey made sure that, you know, the other two understood that, hey, you guys need to come together for this vote to make this happen. So, uh, this is probably a short-term fix here.
1: I'm sure it is a short-term fix, but I think this is just further proof that, um, especially in these All-Star seasons as opposed to the the, the regular, you know, new first-time player seasons, um, there is nothing that is sacred, and there is nothing that uh, or there's nobody who won't work with someone else you know yeah these people yeah, will these each are... other in an instant and people work with each other for an instant
0: yeah you're right these people are you know experienced they're smart they they can put away put aside personal differences to further their game Now everyone out here is selfish and wants to do whatever they can to move forward so yeah they're smart enough to realize that they need to work together occasionally with people they don't like
1: uh, agreed so let's uh, let's kind of move over um, and let's talk about the uh, reward challenge because this was a very interesting uh, reward in terms of what happened at the challenge um, and uh, so I mean let's be honest you know there's there's a, a orange team and a blue team the orange team just gets absolutely smoked um, but that's not the interesting part the interesting part is Suri who really I mean let's be honest had you know, before she even gets to go, she's already so far behind. There's no way they're gonna win, um, and uh, and so when she get when she finally gets a chance to go, she just can't do it. She just can't do it. Um, Sarah jumps in the water, uh, and it turns into a uh, or to try to help her, and it turns into just a you know let's encourage sarid to, to get through this challenge. What did you think about that?
0: That was a really strange five to ten minutes of television. It really uh, was. Uh, it was weird. I mean, I think Probs is really good at at his job, both on uh, you know hosting the show and being like an executive producer and mm-hmm. doing things to make the show better. So like it was smart on him to try to turn that into a, a moment. I'm sure some people liked it, some people didn't. I'm more in the camp of why is, why are we wasting five to ten minutes on this? This is a little ridiculous. It seemed really
1: contrived.
0: It, it kind of did. It was also like, strange, because like, once, like, Sarah jumped in to help Sari, he's like, Sarah's got to finish this, and then he's like, no, now that Sari's on a platform, Siri can finish this. Like, it just, none of it made any sense. It was strange. Uh, it, like, Sari, I don't know. I, I don't,
1: I don't know if we missed something, or maybe I missed something. I didn't go back and rewatch it or anything like that, um, so maybe I, did Did she, did Sari actually say she really wanted to do this?
0: Well, I mean, Probe's... Um,
1: or did Probst, they – go, go
0: said – yeah, Jeff was like, you know, Seree, like, we, we could stay out here t- t- so you could finish this if you want to do it or if you want to, you know, prove – like, overcome but, but this yet,
1: I'm asking, like, did she say something before that because, uh, I mean
0: – No. Probes kind of just threw that out there out of nowhere. And, like, nothing that's ever really been done before in the show. Like, once the challenge is over, the challenge is over. but So that was strange, but uh, I don't know. I guess I, – Guess Probst saw an opportunity. So, what one theory is that uh, I don't buy this whatsoever is that probes wanted to stall things and keep things going in the case that maybe Michaela saw that hidden advantage next to her feet. But I don't think that makes any sense. There's no way that Probst was thinking like, "Oh, hey, if, I could, if we can just stay out here a little bit longer, maybe Michaela finds that advantage." So, no, I don't buy that.
1: I, I I don't necessarily buy that either. I think this this has been a season in which there has been a lot of emotion. Um, from uh, Brad talking about the effects on him and Monica uh, in the game. Cere's been very emotional this uh, entire season. Um, and then of course, you know, z- what happened with Zeke and Jeff Varner, uh, you know, really, you know, kind of being the uh, penultimate moment so far of the season. Um, f- so I-, I feel like they're like searching for these moments. To make this yeah, it, really, a really special moment,
0: it, it did seem forced.
1: It was super contrived and super forced, and it it was uncomfortable. And I'm sure there are going to be people out there that disagree with me um, and, and you about this. But at the end of the day, the thing I think we love about Survivor is uh, it doesn't feel staged. It doesn't feel like you know um, they they really try to guide or pick a winner. It feels like they really you know, put these people out there and give them a shot to figure things out. Now they throw twists and things like that, but um, I feel pretty confident that none of those are aimed at affecting the game to a specific outcome. Um, and this seemed to me, just felt super contrived and like they were just trying to get a good TV moment.
0: Also, maybe he was just throwing a bone to Cerie because it—it was—it it is kind of tough to watch a player struggle so mightily in a challenge. It, it's a little embarrassing, and like I mean, if she was—if you know, she wasn't you, a captain, she probably wouldn't have been picked in the challenge to begin with, because we all know Cerie's a a poor challenge performer, especially in the water. So,
1: I didn't think she was the captain.
0: No, she was. She absolutely was one of the. Cap- it was uh, her. I forget who the other captain was. Brad, I think it was Brad. Brad, Brad, it was Brad was and Cerie. Yeah, she was definitely a captain because. If she wasn't the captain, she wouldn't have been picked. It's also crazy that Michaela wasn't picked. Like I understand I, I that understand. people don't like her for the most part, but like she's a great challenge competitor. Yeah, so. it's yeah. It was, to
1: me, it yeah. seems really silly that, especially if Suri was the captain, that she wouldn't pick her because she's yeah a fantastic challenge competitor. Well, Which... I was
0: thinking about about why Suri didn't pick Michaela. It's, it could be one of two things. One, it's possible Suri doesn't want to tell like show everyone that she's close to Michaela, but also it's possible that. Sometimes when they do these, uh, you know, schoolyard picks, like Suri will be the captain. Like, let's say she picked uh, Zeke, and then Zeke, Zeke first, the and then yeah, then yeah, then Zeke exactly. So that's definitely how it Michaela didn't feel might, like
1: that because Brad was talking later about how uh, he made sure he picked people that, uh, or he left people off of his team that weren't in his line. Right? So yeah, which
0: was really you gotta give Brad credit. That's it's that's smart. It's actually
1: a brilliant move. It is um, smart. And I I don't think. Uh, I don't think he's getting enough credit. I mean, he is in ways cause he's, he's become a huge target now. Um, but I mean, he has played a really, really smart and calculated game so far. Obviously, uh, when we'll talk about, you know, when we talk about the rest of this episode and scenes for next week is, uh, he becomes, I think target and, uh, you know, target number one, but who knows how that will switch up. So, um, let's, uh, let, well, let's we should talk, talk about, about that advantage. The, yeah. Let's talk yeah, about yeah. the hidden advantage. Um, uh, because it's sitting right next to uh, uh, Michaela's. Michaela's feet. And at no point does she even look down. And I think this is one of Michaela's downsides. My wife and I were talking about this after watching the episode, because she does not like Michaela this uh, season. Um, and she goes, she's not playing the game. She, she's just not. She she's Yeah, just, she's kind
0: of like Ozzy in that her social game isn't great, and she just thinks that she like she, she she should win in advance solely based on how good she is at the challenges. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, it's uh it's a really interesting because she doesn't see it, but Sarah does. Um and I was really interested to see if anybody else would notice it.
0: As su- the second I saw that advantage underneath her, I knew for like I knew instantly like Michaela won't notice it and someone else in the challenge will because it was it was like so visible to everyone else but Michaela. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised at all that someone else found it.
1: Well, and then – and I think Sarah does an amazing job of getting it without really alerting anybody. Yeah, that's
0: it – it's pretty impressive because um, there's a million people in the area and she did a good job of being sneaky and about it. And she
1: needs to go to a platform you – know, it's on a platform she has no reason to be on. Yeah, and that's so, it. So for her to be able to get over there, do that, <laughs> really shows some skill. I mean – and I think for me, this episode is all about Sarah and, um, and her coming into her own as a competitor. Uh, so let's, uh, you know... Also,
0: based on, uh, so, like, after she found it, she they had a confessional with Sarah talking about it. And based on what she said and, like, the music playing in the background, is, she was talking about how, like, you know, I'm definitely gonna be the first one to play it right. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people have misplayed the extra votes and vote steals and all that. Mm-hmm. So, based on what she said, how she said it, and the music that was playing in the background, I think she's 100% playing it right. So, well, I think... I, and get- I
1: hope she is, because... Um, if she's smart, she could be able to actually use, save it for quite a while and really turn the tide for her uh, at a time. So um, let's uh, let's move on to kind of uh, you know them going off and uh, and we we start having Sierra having doubts about her alliance um, and being on and her feeling like she's on the bottom. So she uh, so she starts to approach. Sari um, and Zeke and uh, and start putting the idea uh, together that maybe she should flip over to the other side uh, because, you know, she doesn't really, uh, it doesn't seem at this point in the episode, she doesn't really seem to stand much of a chance.
0: I feel like the most important, like one of the most important parts of the game is, is not just a social game, but like, when you're in an alliance, you've got to make the people on the bottom of the alliance feel like they're the ones kind of calling the shots a little bit. They're, they have... A huge input in who's going home see like like, like, for instance like the first couple nights uh, in the game when um, Sierra's like he, she's the one throwing out names you don't want to be the one throwing out the names you want to be the one like Sandra saying who do you guys want to go home Like, mm-hmm. and I think that Brad and Sierra, Sierra did a bad job on this one because Sierra felt she wasn't a part of making any decisions and that's how you lose the people on the bottom of your alliance and that's how you get flipped on so uh, you know, bad on them
1: yeah, I mean, I think I think that brings up a really good point that you know, and Jeff uh, Probst talks about it all the time that this is while while there's physical and mental aspects to this game, this is ultimately a social game. Um, this this is about relationships and how you foster them, and um, it, it's it's amazing to me that returning players don't get these some of these concepts, and I think that's what makes you know, Brad's observation or Brad's decision to pick different people for his, uh, reward challenge. Uh, really interesting. Cause I thought that was a really smart move. And it makes me really appreciate Zeke and the way he looks at the game because he really looks at a lot of this stuff. Now he made a huge mistake in the last episode in kind of, you know, doing things too soon. Um, but I, I think Zeke, uh, I think Zeke's going to show off some, uh, some more skills in terms of uh, how the game should be played. Um, Let's get to the immunity challenge. Uh, your girl, Andrea seemed to be uh, starting to run away with it when uh, her block of uh, uh, block of letters fell over and Troyzan ends up running away with it. I mean it's not really it's one of those challenges that I that I think is really fun because it uh, everybody's in it to the last moment most of the times and anybody can you know, anybody can lose it at any point. So it's not something that can always be easily run away with. But it's nothing interesting in terms of talking about, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, could you not stop calling her my girl? I don't want you to jinx it, all right? I want me <laughs> and Angela to end up to get. I, oh, I, I love her so much. Um, yeah, it's, it's always a bummer when you kind of know that someone needs to win the immunity so badly and that it comes so close. So that I was a little heartbroken when her blocks fell, but I wasn't shocked.
1: Yeah. Um, so let's move on to what happens after. Andrea becomes kind of the main target, uh, which had to be petrifying for you. Uh, And the problem becomes is I think what you were talking uh, a little bit of what you were talking about before is everybody seems to get a little cocky. And everybody seems, you know, the the people on top, especially Brad, Sierra and Debbie, all seem to be feeling very cocky and just deciding uh, what direction the tribe is going to go or their, their alliance is going to go. And, you know, they come up with the decision that it's going to be Andrea and, um, and they never even consult Sarah. They never asked Sarah, you know, what do you think? He's like, this is who it's going to be. And that pisses Sarah off. Um, and Sarah, uh, you know, begins her plotting. Um, but then we have a moment with, uh, Sarah, with Sarah and, um, Sierra, which are two names that are not fun to say together. No. And, uh, and I think this is one of those moments in which, uh, you know, Sierra showed some weakness, uh, in weakness in her strategy, weakness in her game, because she ta- she tells uh, she she tells Sarah that she's going to take her to the top three, and all that does is put kind of some questions in Sarah's head. Now, first, it's she thinks that, um, first she thinks that, well, maybe I should stick with this alliance. Honestly, and I don't think they really touch upon this. I think it uh, tells Sarah that she's she's kind of a goat.
0: That's interesting because when Sarah uh, first complained about not being you know a part of that alliance and having to say, I was all excited. I'm like, ooh, yes, maybe Andrew's got some uh, got some hope after all. But then when Sierra pulled Sarah aside and made her kind of like a final three deal and told her, like, the long-term plan. I thought that was actually a good move by Sierra. And I thought that Sarah was going to stay. And I'm like, crap, there goes Andrea. But, like, I, I get what you're saying. That's interesting. I, but um, I think there's might be some truth to what you're saying. But it, Because
1: I mean, that, maybe that's th- the way I read it. Because, you know, my wife's like, oh, Sierra's totally lying to her. And I was like, I don't think she is. Oh, I don't think, she's I think she is Because I think Sierra thinks that, hey, if I go to the end with Debbie – uh, and Sarah, I'm winning this thing because yep, Debbie's I, that's crazy exactly how and Sarah, I took it. Sarah gets pulled along. And I think Sarah, um, especially after, you know, there's a scene in which she talks to Sari about whether or not she can beat Sierra. I think S- uh, Sarah realizes that and she needs to make a move to put herself with people she can
0: beat. Well, do you think Sarah believes that she can't beat Sierra and Debbie? I don't think. I feel, I feel like Sarah thinks she probably can
1: I think she probably can now. Um, so I mean, I, I think now, now that now that she's made this big move and really changed up the game, I think she probably considers herself a contender. But she talked about like how in, in her original season she just wanted to get as far as she could, you no, know, you know, with without rocking the boat, and she realizes that's not the way to play. So and that's what she's been doing a lot of this season. But she's been wait she's been waiting for a moment because she had time where she was talking to Troy's and she's had times where she's talking to Zeke and other people in the game. She's just waiting for a moment and this was finally it. Uh especially when Debbie makes the idiotic move of uh um of telling uh what's her face that uh Sarah doesn't trust her. Yes. I mean uh,
0: who would have thought Deb would make a bad move? That's shocking
1: it's it's absolutely like you know th- this whole idea that you can tell someone something who's not part of this you know part of your core alliance and that you can you you can use that person as like like oh i she's like i'm going to just use this person as a tool like no debbie i'm sorry you're the tool <laughs> it's it, it was absolutely ridiculous of course it's going to get back to Andrea in the other side because she's trying to figure out a way to flip things. Um, and and I think that's what eventually puts uh, Sarah over the edge to go with the other uh, the other five.
0: Yeah, um, exactly. I, I do think Sierra had her convinced to stick with the plan or whatever, but I, yeah, I think that's what finally turned I think the tables ultimately off.
1: ultimately she realized she couldn't trust Debbie. Like she, maybe yeah. she could trust Sierra to take her to the final three, but she couldn't trust Debbie too.
0: Yeah, I, I wish I could give Andrea credit for her saving herself, but this is really, you know, kind of Brad's mistakes, uh, not yeah, having Sarah feel like she was in the loop, and, and the Debbie thing, and, you know, Sari kind of uniting the fractured group to back together for this vote. So, I mean, obviously Andrea had some part in this, but for the most part, I, I think she kind of was saved, and she didn't do the saving.
1: And I think this is, I mean, th- this part of the game... Is what some people do really, really well. And, and for instance, I'm talking about uh, Rob Mariano, uh, Russell Hans. This portion of the game, when you've got the numbers, and all you have to do is keep your alliance together um, to get to the end. You know, it's really important to do what you were talking about, making sure everybody on in your alliance feels like they're not on the bottom.
0: You know, it's a really it's a really tough balance to do, and especially these last few seasons is. like you know the trust clusters and the voting blocks like things change so quickly and people keep flipping on each other it's really hard to even when it looks like you're in a great spot and you have the numbers and you should you should it makes sense for everyone to just stick with that group it just rarely happens these days
1: yeah no I, i completely agree with you all right let's talk a little bit about tribal council debbie is uh really really cocky a lot of people are really really cocky um and she she gets voted out uh any 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 thoughts on uh, on tribal council itself
0: it it is it was pretty sweet justice it is nice to see no one likes you know cocky arrogant people and that's kind of the way debbie plays and it's always fun to see them get their comeuppance in in that in that scenario everyone likes to have those people get knocked down a peg
1: yeah uh I, i completely agree with you um you know, for me, I I love. I don't know what this whole eating thing uh, during Tribal Council uh, by Michaela is about, but I kind of absolutely love it.
0: Oh yeah, she's she's great TV. There's no doubt about that. But the tea – like if if she keeps doing it, it's gonna get a little old. The, the tea was just so perfect. It was just so funny. <laughs>
1: um, anything else we need to talk about before we kind of uh, well, make predictions yeah. for next week?
0: I think we need to just. Dis- discuss whether voting out Debbie was the correct move for that alliance. Should Do you think they should have targeted Brad, Sierra? Or I, think I they... definitely
1: think they should have targeted Brad or Sierra. Um, mostly, if, if I was Sarah, because Sarah's obviously the one kind of in control and making the decisions on this, I think she targets uh, Debbie because of what Debbie says to, and I don't know why I keep blanking on her name, um, uh, the one that Debbie played with before. Aubrey. Aubrey, thank you. Uh I think I think that I think Debbie gets targeted because of that. But for me, if I was Sarah, I would really would have wanted to take out Brad. One, he's a physical threat. Two, he's shown himself to be a strategic threat, uh and three, he uh he's played a very good social game so far. Um and Sarah probably still wants the option of working with uh, uh of Sierra, with with yeah. Sarah. And Debbie is absolutely insane,
0: yeah I think that uh I was a little surprised that it was Debbie instead of Brad to Sierra but yeah, I think you're right I think that Sarah wanted to keep her options open by not voting out Sierra she keeps that possibility of uh Sierra taking her to the final three mm-hmm. open so uh yeah it would have been nice to see Brad go there to kind of sh- it would have shook that alliance up pretty big because it seems like for the most part, Brad is the glue in that alliance. I mean, obviously, Sierra has a huge part in that, too. But uh, I feel like that would have really shook things up. But, like, no one's going to ultimately care that Debbie's gone. Like, I feel like everyone, even Brad, who was in an alliance with Debbie, is probably like, thank God she's gone. So.
1: Yeah. And, I, I mean, I think, you know, in a way, it's kind of smart to get rid of Debbie because she's a wild card. But that's also, you know, you, you don't worry about Debbie for the most part. And so I feel like... They didn't take out the threat that they needed. Yeah, to take. exactly.
0: She didn't take out someone who can win the game, realistically. Debbie can't win. She's too—even like she's even if she does play, like, a good strategic game, people aren't going to, like, give her credit for it because it's Debbie.
1: I completely agree. So we get a little glimpse into next week where it seems all hell kind of is starting to break loose because this collection that came together to vote out Debbie— is not an alliance. It's just a group of people who were next in line to go, coming together with Sarah um, to, to kind of, it's a trust cluster or, cluster or whatever you want to fucking call it. Um, and so they're obviously not going to stick together. So to me, it seems like we've, we're almost getting into a situation in which Zeke and Andrea are both rallying forces against each other.
0: Yeah, I'm a little worried that it's gonna they're gonna back, go back to warring against each other, and um, there's a decent chance one of them goes goes home next week. Uh, I'm just so worried about Andrea, obviously, but you know it's 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 a minor miracle she's made it this far because she you know she had a pretty decent sized target on her back from the get go, and especially now after the merge because she's such a good challenge competitor. So
1: yeah, well, um, who do you think's going? You know, I I honestly. Uh... I, I don't know different. how it's going to work. Um, I think that... Uh, I think you're going to... I, I think you're, what you're going to see is... I think you're going to see new alliances start to form. And all... I mean, really, all uh, all Brad and Sierra need to do is rope in one more. You know? They just got to replace uh, replace Sarah in that alliance. Um, well, I mean,
0: they, they lost Debbie and they lost Sarah, so that's a problem.
1: Well, but... But then the numbers are even cuz we've got 10 right 10 people left coming up let's see Yeah we have we have 10 people left so you need 5 at least um, and preferably 6 So I mean they've got you know Troy's and Brad Sierra um, yeah I guess they're I guess they're kind of so well are in tie So they, they need two So if they can Well also well, Andrea, not
0: only that but let's say things kind of do hold form a little bit from this past vote and then everyone kind of sticks together with how they voted yeah there' that side's in trouble but Ty will probably tell them that he, he's got two idols And Troisian has one yeah so I mean it, this could get a lot of things are on the table like the, that could happen we could have new alliances like you said we could also have uh, we could have a like accidental tie where we go to rocks we could have uh like I don't know, so many different things are on the table which is really exciting yeah because sure. I mean this, there's still three idols in play there's uh, advantages, vote steals—like uh, there's so much on the table right now that anything's possible.
1: I, I really think there is. I'm interested to see just kind of who, uh, who kind of bands together with who, because I, I don't know what's going to happen. Here's what I will say: I think Sari is quietly become a, a a front runner because one, she's smart, and we saw the way she talked uh, talked to Sarah, um, and she's talked to Michaela in the past. In terms of manipulating people, getting people to think about what they're doing, pointing things out to people, and really really uh, being the assassin without having to ever pull the trigger. Um, But right now, the way things stand, it almost feels like, at least for the next episode, uh, we're going to have ten free agents. We're going to have ten people who are all looking out for the best interests and could band together with anybody, uh, against anybody. The only constant that we know is that Suri has Michaela's vote.
0: Yeah, I don't think Michaela's long for this game. Well, who knows? Uh, who do you think's in the best position right now? If, if you could have the stock of any one player... That's what I'm would... saying.
1: I think is in the best position.
0: Yeah, I probably should have listened to you when you said that. Um, I, I just don't agree. Uh, obviously, is a great player. She might be the best player left in this game. But at some point... People can, are going to stop overlooking Sari. It's it's Suri Field. Field. She's, She's a legend. She's a we say that, th-
1: but we've said that for we said that about Sandra before. I mean, and it's not like yeah, Suri and they got then,
0: well, they got Sandra, and it, they it got took
1: it. them. It took them three seasons to do it. Yeah, and no well, hold one is on. looking at Cerie well, as
0: a threat. I, I kind of disagree with your what you're saying here because the second time Sandra played, no one took her seriously. Everyone thought she got lucky. The first time she wasn't that good of a player. And They'll I just always watched that w-
1: season. She did get lucky.
0: <laughs> well, she did make one really great yes, move yes, in, the, yes. in her second time when she convinced Russ to get rid of I think, there, I mean, I of think
1: everybody who wins gets lucky in some regards. Oh, right. yeah. This one, there's, there's no, no doubt about people that. People
0: really control right, the game. My point is, on Heroes Villains, you know, like, every time there's a returning player season, pe- there are a couple people on the cast who are like, why the hell did they get cast? Mm-hmm. Typically, typically, those players win. Amber and All-Stars. Sandra and Heroes Villains. So... People overlook Sandra, but no one will ever overlook her again, and no one overlooks Sari. I mean, Siri has came close to making it to the end twice, and people realized how dangerous she would be at final travel, so they got rid of her. I just don't see how this is going to change.
1: I don't know. Ha- having, having a pair is very dangerous in this game. We've seen it the, many, many times, I know, but this, and she is there, the only person with a pair right now.
0: There's a lot of goats. I mean, there's a lot of... Not, not goats. There's a lot of players that are left right now that aren't great players. Like, Michaela, not a great player. Um, Ty, terrible. Um, you know, before the season, everyone thought Troy's and Brad sucked. Zeke's not playing a great game right now. Everyone thought Sarah sucked coming into the game. Like, Suri is by far the biggest name left in this game. Like, there's just no way that all those lesser players that I just named are going to let Suri get to the end. They're not stupid.
1: I don't know. We say that, but Look, she, I, I'd not love winning.
0: to see I'd love to see Suri get the end to the end, because maybe it would be a Serene Michaela Andrea final three would like make my life, but uh, it's not happening. <laughs> well, I mean Andrea probably wouldn't win in that scenario, but
1: no, she wouldn't. Um, I I want to see like a uh, a Brad Zeke uh, Serene final three. Not it's never gonna happen, but that to me right now would be would be my favorite.
0: You know, what? Um, it's probably gonna end up being Sarah. Sierra Don Thomas and oh, like and Ty or like Troy Zan. That's going to be ugly.
1: <laughs> it's it's going to be really bad. But at least we got rid of Debbie. And on that note, we'll wrap things up. Eli, why don't you tell people where you can reach and what you're working on? Uh,
0: you can find me on Twitter at EliFWFB and also for you Survivor hardcore fans, which I'm sure you are since you're listening to this, uh, be sure to check out Survivor New Zealand which starts on May 7th. Wait, wait it's
1: what? It's going to be Yeah, Survivor New, this.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Survivor New Zealand. It's first season ever, starting on May seventh. They're doing two episodes per week. I have no idea how you can find it, where you can find it. Uh, you know, there's lots of sites out there. I'm sure if you Google it after the premiere, you'll be able to find it somewhere. That's what I plan on doing. So, oh, uh, yeah. you know what?
1: I I mean, I I don't know if if we should talk about this off air. Um, but did you know that there was a Survivor France?
0: No, I know about Survivor Australia, which I watched last season. I'd. I did not know there was a Survivor France. So.
1: Well, the reason you may not know about it is because I don't think it ever made it to air, because a 25 year old died on the first day.
0: On the first day, what it's, the hell happened?
1: He had some sort of heart attack um, on on the first or second day, and, and died.
0: Oh, because uh, there used to be, but way back in the day, there was a Survivor Australian, I believe, like a like a 55 year old man, or so, had a heart attack and died. So they kind of scrapped the show after that, but they it just came back last season last year for uh second season and it, it was pretty good it was the thing about survival australia was a little crazy it was three episodes a week and some of them some of those episodes were like an hour and a half two hours it was insane they had a ton of episodes where there was no one even voted out and it was so many twists it was entertaining i actually quit about uh with like seven people left i i couldn't take it anymore
1: yeah in in 2000 uh 2013 uh the uh season of Survivor France was cancelled because Gerard Babine uh died. Um he was twenty five years old. Uh he suffered a heart attack during the a shipwreck challenge which included a tug of war in Cambodia. Um and they had to cancel they canceled the series.
0: Oh, that's depressing.
1: Which to me, like like, you know, I mean uh I'm surprised this has never happened. In, in the Survivor seasons that you know the regular Survivor, Survivor America, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I
0: mean, it, for the most part, there's only been one major incident. From, it's usually just like you know mm-hmm. cuts that could get infected, and you gotta go. Or yeah. the only major incident was when um,
1: Michael Scoopin falls into the fire.
0: Exactly. So I mean, it's been it's pretty amazing considering uh, there's been over like five hundred and five episodes or so of Survivor, and nothing catastrophic has happened. It's it's amazing.
1: Yeah. And that being said, Jeff Probst, I know you're listening. Please, please reach out to me and get me on the show.
0: Yes, uh, I'm sure he's listening.
1: Yes. I'm we'll sure.
0: be lucky if anyone in the world just named Jeff is listening to this podcast.
1: <laughs> if you're named Jeff and you're listening to this podcast, hit me up on Twitter, at JustinMasonFWFB. Yeah. You can hit Eli up on Twitter, at EliFWFB. Um, you got anything else going on?
0: No, nothing. I'm a pretty uh, boring individual.
1: Well, I got a lot going on. You can, uh, like I said, you can reach me on Twitter. Uh, You can uh, listen to the baseball podcast that Eli and I do. Uh, Eli and I are on Fridays, but I'm on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. I have a new radio show. Uh, It's a fantasy sports radio show on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network uh, coming out. Uh, It's going to start next Thursday, so definitely check that out. It'll be me and Laura Michaels. Um, So if you're into fantasy baseball or just want to hear more of my amazing voice, uh, check me out on that. Um, you can read all of uh, my stuff that I write for baseball, football, and all that stuff on Fangraphs or on FriendsOfHantasyBenefits.com. Uh, all right, that's going to wrap us up for this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we will uh, talk again next week.